What is going on, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Dusty Dimes Podcast. I am your host, TJ Plugger, with my co-host, Tucker Hammer. What's up, Tuck? How's it going, TJ? Pretty good. We uh, we got the Devils forward, Mirko Mueller, coming on today, and uh, pretty pretty pumped to uh, talk to him. He's, he's a Swiss-born NHL player. Hell yeah. So... <laughs> Not many of those. I mean, he's – I'm going to ask him. He's uh, one of 15 NHL out of every NHL player. That's crazy. So we're going to talk to him. And then uh, I got a, I got a, actually got a, a question, a fan question about – Hey, guys. Ladies, hey, Mirko, what's up, buddy? How you doing? Good, man. How are you? Good. Thanks for joining us today, uh, taking the time out. I know you – what said you were working out, and uh, thanks for joining us. Yeah, no worries. Um, first, I, I just want to you know you, you played two seasons in, in WHL for the Everett Silvertips. Can you touch on that organization and your time playing there? Uh, yeah, I mean it's been a while, obviously already, but uh, uh, there. Yeah, it was my uh, it was my first uh, destination when I came to uh, to the U.S. and uh, really only have good memories. Uh, about it, uh, had really nice host families, and uh, we had really good guys on on the team. Uh, we had a lot of fun and stuff, and uh, uh, yeah, good fans. I mean, the, the games were busy. We got, we got like I remember like we got like eight thousand people. Oh, wow! And, and could you tell the difference? The difference in the, the style play from Switzerland hockey to North American hockey? Yeah, I mean, it starts with the size of the rink, obviously. Uh, I remember that was kind of the first uh, major uh, major difference, I think. And then it's just a lot more uh, competitive, uh, a lot, a lot more uh, good players. Uh, I think on on the different teams, and uh, yeah, that's kind of the the two major things I think I I remember. Okay, and then uh, 2013, you were drafted 18th overall by the Sharks. What what was that experience like being you know a Switzerland born player being drafted by an NHL team? Uh, it was it was cool. I mean uh, the whole the whole draft uh, yeah experience I think is uh, is a once in a lifetime thing and uh, uh, yeah it's 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 a good show. I mean uh, you kind of just go through it and it all happens so quick. Like you're just uh, yeah, you're obviously waiting kind of on the stands. You don't really know what's going on. And then uh, everything goes uh, pretty quick. Uh, next thing you know, you, you're walking down and uh, onto the floor. And, um, yeah, you put on the jersey of uh, whatever team you're, you're uh, picked from. And, uh, yeah, it was. I remember it was, a, it was a fun day. But I also remember I was really tired at the end, I think. Uh, it's it's also a long day, obviously, but uh, it's uh, definitely one of the, the nicer experiences, I think, with uh, with hockey. Nice. And then, you know, being a Swiss player playing in the NHL, you're one of 15, one of 15 players right now in the NHL. And uh, do you see more players coming to the NHL from Switzerland? Uh, I hope so. I mean, it's it's always tough to say uh, with, with uh, yeah, junior players and stuff, how they develop and uh, what – what uh, steps they're taking on their careers, but uh, I think uh, the competitive aspect of uh, of the game, I think, is is rising at home as well. And yeah. uh, uh, 
you can you can tell kids want to try and uh, make the jump. Uh, also early, I think, with yeah, go and play in junior hockey or college or whatever it may be. But uh, uh, yeah, you. you it's obviously, uh, I think it's it's a lot. It seems like it's a lot closer for uh, even for for kids than my age when I was younger. It seemed like a lot more reachable than uh, yeah than it was before. Yeah, and then you played you played twelve games games in the AHL with Worcester being called before being called up to the Sharks. What was the moment like when you were called up that that day? Uh, it was it was cool. I mean, I. Obviously, uh, yeah. Uh, first, well, yeah, it's like you're, everybody's dream to play in the NHL, and that that moment came to you. You were being called up. Uh, I don't. I honestly don't remember if I ever got called up like that because I think that the AHL time was, I think, at the end of my junior season. Okay. And uh, then I started in the NHL the next year, I think. So, but anytime, I mean, I gotten sent down and called back up, obviously. So. I think any yeah, anytime you get the call, it's uh, it's uh, yeah, it's fun, it's it's exciting. Uh, you kind of get that. You just get excited, like I said, and uh, kind of taking a trip to wherever you may have to go, and uh, uh, yeah, just kind of seeing seeing the other teammates and stuff again, and uh, yeah, playing with them, and then yeah, it's obviously That's, a different experience yeah. playing in the NHL than uh, than it is in the in the minors. Now, the second part of that question is, is like, how do you stay focused going from the AHL to the NHL early in your career? Um, yeah, that's a good question. I mean, uh, it was, I remember I, I kind of took it, I think took it a bit harder than I should have. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, you're playing uh, for a full season. You're kind of used to, obviously, all the standards and all that stuff that kind of come along with it. And, uh then you're just, yeah, you're kind of taking a step backwards. I think it, that's what it would seem. But I think it's you, you just have to look at it as a kind of as maybe a little step back in order for you to take two steps forward. I think it was looking back, it was uh, obviously the right thing. I think I, I got to play a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you get a lot of ice time and uh, in all kinds of different situations. And uh, uh, yeah, you can just develop much, much more, and you can kind of grow as a player. Uh, yeah. Even though obviously it's a it kind of it's away from the from the bright lights. Uh, but I think in a career, I think that that step helps a lot of yeah a lot of young players uh, just mature the game and stuff, and just uh, yeah get more more confidence as well. I think that's also usually a big thing is just confidence. Uh, and uh, yeah, you can see it with other guys too. Like they, when they go play in the minors and they come back after a few weeks, some 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 players seem like they're they're a new player and they have just a lot more confidence coming back up. Nice, yeah. And like we had, we just had uh, Chris Beach on. He played for the Penguins uh, back in the '90s, and he said it, he was he was an up and down player, and it said it, it took a toll on him mentally and physically. You see that with a lot of guys. Yeah, I mean, uh, I can for sure see the mental part of it. I think mm-hmm. uh, physically, it kind of depends a little bit, obviously, on the situation. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, if you have to go coast to coast and kind of have a weird sleep pattern and all that kind of stuff. Uh, yeah. Uh, so I think, yeah, physically, it obviously, it depends uh, on the situation. But yeah, I can 
definitely see mentally. I think uh, it being tough. Uh, yeah, yeah, you just don't really know what's going on uh, any time of the day. And I remember too, I've had uh, I've had like trips planned during the season, maybe like All Star break or that kind of stuff, and then like uh, yeah, you get sent down or whatever, and you have to like yeah change plans or cancel plans. And uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I think it's. It can definitely be a bit tough, uh, in, in that aspect of it. But okay. uh, yeah, in the end, I think it, like I said, you just want to play as much, uh, much, or like you just want to get as much ice time, I guess, uh, as you can, especially uh, in the younger years when you, when you're still kind of growing into, into the player you're going to be. Uh, you just kind of have to see the bigger picture, I think, and that that usually helps. Absolutely. And then you represented your country six times for Switzerland. What was how much of an honor was that for you? And when you go back home, back to Switzerland, are you a rock star being in the NHL that you are now and in representing your country earlier on in your career? <laughs> no. I mean, <laughs> uh, yeah, like you said, I played that one uh world championships uh in twenty eighteen mm-hmm. when we uh went to the final and stuff and I was definitely a big uh a big hype. I remember, uh, I just kind of got, yeah, just kind of came out of nowhere. No one really expected us to go, uh, to go that far, obviously. And, uh, worlds were just kind of like a lot bigger thing than they are in North America, obviously. Like that's usually kind of the, the highlight of the European countries is, uh, Mm -hmm. is, uh, yeah, playing in the world. So it, it just has a different, uh, yeah, value. So uh yeah, I don't know. It was uh it was it was awesome. Uh we like I said, we uh we played in the group stage and we just barely made it into the quarterfinals and then uh yeah, we won surprisingly. I think we beat Finland and uh Yeah, and then we played Canada I think and there's already a lot more people uh starting to fly up to Denmark and stuff, uh coming to the games. And nice. uh, Beat them, yeah, and then it was kind of like a big, uh, just a kind of big party, it seemed like, I don't know where, uh, and then, yeah, even coming home and stuff, too, uh, I remember a lot, a lot of people, even in my hometown, just, uh, yeah, they just kind of came up, uh, came up to us, and, like, we're like, oh, like, yeah, good job and stuff, uh, we were watching the whole time, and, uh, it was, it was, it was fun, like, it was, uh, it was, like I said, cool uh, being in that spot, and uh, yeah. uh, would have been nicer with the, with obviously the worlds this year too. Yeah, uh, I think a lot of people were really excited, and uh, uh, most games were already sold out. So I think it would have been uh, would have been a good thing for Swiss hockey, but uh, I'll have to happen another day, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> now you you you're playing, and you have your your teammate. Nico Heischer, fellow countryman. You guys, like, obviously gel on and off the ice. Like, it, it, what's it like playing with him? It's awesome. Uh, we, uh, yeah, we have a really good relationship. I think uh, also just away from the rink, we've, uh, we've lived in the same uh, apartment complex for the, basically, yeah, his whole career, like, ever since we started in Jersey together. Nice. Uh, yeah. So, um, you know, he's a great kid. Obviously, uh, he's uh, he's really humble and uh, just kind of likes to do his thing. Uh, like I said, he 
just plays like a bunch of video games and stuff. So he just he's kind of like just as just a regular guy. Uh, <laughs> now, now, yeah, now speaking, you know, of, of you and Nico, like, what was the experience like going back to your home country with the Devils? Uh, yeah, that was definitely a cool experience too. Uh, I remember they announced it. I don't know, it must have been like a good uh, eight or nine months, I think, before uh, before it actually was going to happen. Yeah, or even a year. And um, that was, yeah, it was kind of a weird time. You're just kind of hoping to to still be there, or uh, obviously not getting, not being injured and stuff. And then just like I said, just hope to. Uh, Hope to still be there for that, and uh, yeah, ended up working out that uh, we were both part of it. And uh, yeah, I remember we had, uh, or I bought a lot of tickets and stuff, and uh, a lot of, a lot of just friends and family and stuff came to that game, even though it was obviously didn't really mean anything to, uh, or didn't have any meaning to them, like standings and that type yeah. of stuff. But uh, I remember, uh, yeah, I mean, obviously the the burn team ticket. Uh, Took it really serious. It seemed, and uh, they were uh, they were pretty amped up to play. And I think so were we, though. Once uh, once the puck dropped, and uh, mm. it's a tough game. But uh, I remember, yeah, a lot of guys had uh, uh, really enjoyed being there and and burn and stuff, and uh, playing uh, in front of European crowd, which is obviously also a different a different experience uh, as a player. I think than when you when you play in front of a, a crowd over here. So uh, a lot of guys really enjoyed it. Nice. And then I don't know if you were ever asked this question back when you were playing for San Jose, you guys were playing Calgary six minutes in the game. You were playing. <laughs> I know. I know <laughs> How... <laughs> you were, you were playing, but you were marked down as scratch. How pissed off were you that you had to leave the bench that game? And who made that uh, mistake? Co- the coach? <laughs> no. So I don't know. It was, it, yeah. It was obviously uh I, I remember the first, like, just in the first moment, it was just kind of like, uh, yeah, it was just, it was like a mix of emotions. I was like, kind of like, oh, what the hell? And, uh, but I remember too, like, because I wasn't supposed to play that game. I was, yeah. uh, I was on, on paper as a scratch. I was just doing the warm ups. And, uh, but I also remember, like, I think the D coach, uh, told me, uh, hey, just, like, be ready. Mm-hmm. Uh, because uh, I think it was Paul Martin. Uh, he was he was banged up, and uh, he might not be playing. And you might go play with uh, play with Burnsy. <laughs> so I was uh, I was like, yeah, sure. Oh, yeah. I mean, like I said, you always ready, obviously, when you kind of that role. But uh, doing warm ups, and even during warm ups, he came up to me and was like, hey, you're you're going and stuff. Like Martin can't go. So I was like, oh. Okay, sick, and I got ready and stuff, and the game started. And then I think it was like during like the first uh, commercial break. I just remember like seeing the the refs or whatever on the other side, and they were kind of like looking at the paper. And I was like, and I think the one ref started skating over. I was like, this is going to be about me, and probably, uh, <laughs> yeah, because uh, they must have. Uh, so I think it was the the video coach at that time. I think he was uh, responsible for doing uh we're doing the liner up and uh he must have just uh yeah he must have forgot uh to change it just kind of with how quick everything was going or whatever he must have just forgot doing it and then yeah i remember coming back and whatever and i was still kind of stunned that 
I was like in the video room and uh, he was like all upset, obviously. And I, I kind of, I felt bad obviously for him. And uh, yeah. But, well, I mean, uh, the, but you look at the video, you see the boys on the bench, like Joe Thornton's like dying laughing. I, I felt bad for you. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, uh, it was looking back. It's just, yeah, it's funny. But I think in the moment, yeah, I was, I was definitely a bit, uh, a bit upset yeah. too. Now, uh, but yeah, got, got yeah. Like I said, it was like looking back. No, I think uh, yeah, it's more more of a joke. Yeah. <laughs> now your first NHL goal. Were you trying to pass to Chris Tierney or just throw it on net for a rebound? Uh, I think I was just yeah. I think I was just trying to get in on that because I was so far in the corner. I was just uh, yeah, like trying to somehow pass it to the middle. Uh, obviously didn't think uh, it was gonna get tipped in, but. That was that was kind of it. Now, did you picture your goal being a goal like that, or were you just you know, picturing your first NHL goal to <laughs> go top shelf? <laughs> I mean, yes and no, I guess. I mean, yeah. it was either either it was going to be a sick goal. I, I feel like yeah. it was going to be like something like that. So uh, naturally, it was it was a sick goal. So uh, <laughs> uh, no, I mean, yeah, it was nice getting it out of the way quick. But I feel like I would have. Would have been chasing that forever if, yeah. uh, if I didn't get like a bounce or something like that. But uh, yeah, you know, it was it was cool getting. Uh, yeah, that's obviously. Yeah, I remember. I think my agent was there and stuff too uh, at that game, and it was cool. Just it was. Yeah, it was nice getting that. Nice. And I got I got two more questions for you. One being, what have you been doing on this layoff, and how do you maintain to stay focused for the NHL to come back after this COVID nineteen crisis? Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, kind of, it was weird, just the whole transition period was just, I remember, like, they expected it to be, whatever, like, two or three weeks, uh, yeah. now we're at, like, week nine or whatever, uh, not, not obviously to, like, uh, blame them, because no one really knows what's going on, but it was just, mm-hmm. uh, it was kind of weird, and then you're starting to be like, oh, well. I think this is gonna go on longer. You gotta somehow uh, try and uh, do some stuff. And uh, we were still back in Jersey for a little bit. We were like going for uh, for some jogs and stuff, and like doing running up the stairs or whatever in in the building. And I tried just trying to find something to do. And uh, now I've been uh, I've been in Canada with my girlfriend for uh, she's from here for uh, okay. For a good uh, five or six weeks now, I think, and um, I have a yeah, pretty good setup with the neighbor here. We we uh, we work together. Uh, we work out together at his uh, garage, basically. It's got a nice setup, so uh, uh, yeah, I just kind of do workouts. I, I like to uh, I like doing a bunch of CrossFit too every now and then. Okay. Uh, the whole aspect of it, and uh, we do a bunch of CrossFit stuff. And, uh, Right bikes and stuff, and uh, just kind of whatever you kind of feel like doing, I guess. And then obviously we have some lifts uh, that we uh, that we get through the through the through the hockey team. And, uh-huh. uh, yeah, we just kind of mix it up a little bit, but it hasn't been too too bad, I don't think. Nice. And then my uh, my last question would be uh, my my brother in law Eric is a huge devils fan they're from jersey and 
he told me to ask you how underrated is Andy Green? That's his question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean that's definitely yeah. He's he's up there. I mean he uh, I think just because he doesn't score a lot of goals and uh, doesn't uh, yeah trip in that much offensively. I guess makes him makes him pretty underrated. He does a lot of uh, does a lot of uh, really hard things I think uh, just with the puck and without the puck that are yeah that are hard to do uh, but look easy I guess like defending defending top guys and that kind of stuff uh, he just makes it look so easy yeah and, uh, yeah I don't know he's just a, a proper veteran I guess uh, and it, he's been doing it forever and the decor there with like you know Andy Green and, and Subban do you, do you guys all feed off each other yeah, we have we have a good uh, good relationship. I think uh, just yeah. among among each other, and I think anyone can really play with anyone. I think we're we're pretty inter- interchangeable, and uh, it's also been the case a little bit over over the course of the year with injury uh, with any decor really. Like with injuries, you never know. You could adjust and stuff, and so it's. Mm-hmm. I think it's definitely one of the one of the major attributes. I think you have to have as a DMN in the league. It's just. Uh, being easy to play with and yeah uh, i think we have uh we have that kind of guys in on our squad and it's been yeah it's been it's been going pretty good awesome but uh mirko thanks for uh coming on the podcast we appreciate you taking the time out of your day and uh thank you again yeah no worries have a good yep. one guys you, t- you, too. Yeah, you too thank you bye-bye so, uh, ladies and gentlemen, that was uh, Mirko Mueller, New Jersey Devils uh, player. Uh, you heard it. I mean, Swiss-born player in the NHL. Nothing, nothing more you could say. No. You know what I mean? It's, it, it's <laughs> guy. The guy's good. You know, I, I, I didn't want to bring up the injuries with him. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it's, I don't want to, I don't want to bring it, bring you know, the, the, the mood down, but. The guys. I was going to ask him about his shoulder, you know. It's, yeah. I'm glad I'm glad you didn't. Yeah. I was going to tell you, but I didn't want to. I didn't want to bring it down because you know, like that, I, dude. That was rough. I I watched a video of him going to the boards. It looks tough at first, but it, it's it's he took it like it's like he turned into yep. the boards. Yeah. He didn't take a straight stiff neck shot. No, no. And, but, you, and you look at you look at Froelich's face, man. He was like, ugh. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, but with their with their body weight, the velocity and momentum, and the way that he was torqued up when yeah. he turned, mm-hmm. I mean, it's quite possible he probably tore everything underneath the sun. But seriously, it could have knocked him out. Yeah, you know what I mean, he was knocked out on the ice. Oh, for sure. And and, and you look at it like it, you got to think of it this way: if if he he doesn't hurt himself, like where where would he be at right now? You know what I mean? That yeah. he could be fucking top fifteen in the league of D men. You know what I mean? He's still the guy's still a stud. Hundred percent. Well, the good news he's had a lot of time to rehab, at least, and it sounded like what he was talking about working out. Yeah, you know, in Canada, he's he seems like he's working out. I mean, so if it can't be that bad if you're working out, whether you're running or you're lifting light weight or whatever. Not at all. Not at all. And he's in. Like I said, he sounded pretty optimistic too. Granted, we didn't bring it up, but he still sounded Mm -hmm. pretty optimistic. So yeah, I didn't. Like I said, I didn't want to. I I didn't want to bring up a, a, a bad bad memory in his game you know what i mean his career because it's it's always a a what if you know what i mean like what if what if he didn't get hurt you know what i mean what if what if you know but 
the question I had, Tucker, you'll appreciate this one. Yeah. When is it? When is it the time to let your kid play the game without parents jumping in and being involved? I mean, we obviously touched on this before, but I, I don't. I you know me. I don't mind touching on it again. Yeah, I mean, if you want to, you want to start. I'll finish. <laughs> 10, 10 years old. I mean, honestly, you could ask 100 parents, and you're going to get 100 different answers. 100%. I mean, everybody's got their own eight, answer, eight to 10 years old. I honestly think as soon as you can start playing for state championships, parents need to butt out. Mm-hmm. Now, nah, I'd, I'd even give a 10-year-old kid the, the – you know what I mean? Yeah. Because he's now starting to establish uh, relationships not amongst his teammates, but he's able to – he or she is able to um, really an- analyze the game better, and they're starting to really like understand the psychology of it. Yeah, and I find that that that's the time. But the overzealous parent thing—that could you, you could have an eighteen-year-old kid playing senior in hockey who may move on to juniors, who may move on to something else, yeah. may not even play hockey again, and people are mur- you know the, the parents are screaming bloody murder, and you're just like, man, live vicariously through your kid one more day. Yeah. Absolutely. Now, now, Alan, I, I coach Tucker, right? And yeah, he told me you were trash. <laughs> <laughs> no, never, ah, never, never did. <laughs> never, did. never. He did that. Never happened. So, you know, obviously Tucker's parents are involved. There, you know, his mom Jody's involved. His dad Stewart's involved in it. Jody was involved in, the, in his hockey. You know what I mean? I, I never, never heard of Tucker's parents getting involved with his junior career. You know what I mean? Never. Because the only time wouldn't. I talk I mean Yeah, I they, know. They wouldn't. They and, respected they respected, you know, they, they had respect for for your talent, for your skill, whatever. As, as a parent, they have respect for you. There's a lot of parents that just they now they don't care. They get so overzealous that they just ah Yeah. Now, you know, you go back to saying, you know, when is the time, right? My son last year played mites. This past season played mites. And everyone that knows me around, like even both of you guys, I literally stood in a corner, right? Watch my kid play. That's it. I go in, I tie his skates, get him ready. I give him a fist pump, tell him I love him. I'm proud of him. Go do your thing, right? That's all I say. I don't say anything to the coach, right? Don't say a word during the games. Don't say a word during practice, right? Now, there's things I, I would say, you know what I mean? Being a coach and knowing the game, there's things like I would suggest, but it's not my place. It's not my place to be that parent and say, hey, listen, I think you need to do this. I think you need to play my son more, right? Because it, at the end of the day, if you're getting involved, at, even at the might level, right? At the might level, those parents are going to be so invested in their kid's playing career, it's gonna, they're going to be tarnished. Their kids are going to be tarnished. Yep. They're, they're, they're and then the parents, just like adults, you know, just like kids, the parents who are sport parents mm-hmm. will be like, oh, I don't – Johnny's parents are, are at the game again today, and they're going to act crazy. Johnny's dad. No one likes Johnny's dad. You know what I mean? And yeah. It's like this redundant circle. It is. And, and like I said, you know, you're going to get – you're going to get kids that, you know, their parents are going to be so involved that the next year, like, it, you're going to – it's going to be, oh, God, you know, Johnny's coming back this season, but his dad's a fucking maniac. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? We don't like Johnny's or, dad. Or, you know, you're going from one organization to the next, and everyone knows, we all know hockey, small world, very small world. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows everybody. You can be like, oh, man, Johnny's going to play for, you know, the the, the silver tips, yep. right? And the silver tips find out about it, and then they're like, oh, God, they're, he's coming along. Like, we got to put up with his reputation. You know what I mean? Like, his dad's going to get involved. His dad's doing this. Like, it, we get it. Like, every kid, and I said this before, every kid's dream is to play in the NHL. And that's a great dream to have. It really is. But if you, as a kid, don't put the time and effort into wanting to play the game and you want your parents to do it, you're done. You're done. As soon as your parents jump in and have to do things for you, you're done. And, and, and yep. I, mean, I mean that from the bottom of my heart that you have to go out and get it yourself. You know what I mean? You, you, can't, you can't let somebody else do it for you. You know what I mean? And, and I, I cannot preach that enough to my kid, Landon. I cannot preach that enough to Braden that wants to play this upcoming season. You know what I mean? I, I can't preach it enough. Will I, will, will I help them outside of hockey? I will do whatever it takes for them to get to the next level. But I will not overset my boundaries and, and talk to a coach or talk to a, a GM or, you know, talk to an owner yeah. of a team to get, to get what I want. And we, Tucker and I know players like that. You know, I, I've dealt with it. I dealt with it last season and coaching and, and you listen to a podcast. I forget. It was like 49 or whatever episode 49 over involved parents. I dealt, I dealt with it numerous oh, yeah. times. You know what I mean? And I, I can't, I can't say it enough is, and I'll say his name is Tom egg. You know, he, he literally looked at me and every day he was like, I love what you're doing with this team. You're very strict. You come to the rink with an attitude that you want to win. He goes, you do it. You have my kid for an hour for practice every night. And you have my kid for two hours during game. He's your, he's your responsibility. You want to do with him what you please. And I did. And that kid was, and his kid named Patrick egg is the biggest workhorse I've ever coached besides Tucker. All right. And, yeah, and, 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 and I say this and I say this from the bottom of my heart. Right. And in both Tucker and Patrick, I, I didn't have to tell them what to do. I didn't. I put them out on the ice. They did what they had. Tucker was playing one time in Lehigh Valley with a fucking cracked <laughs> sternum. He looked at me and said, he goes, he didn't call me coach. He called me TJ. He says, TJ, I'm fine. I'm good to go. And there was times I wanted to sit him. I really did. You know, we didn't have the numbers you know I mean? to sit. <laughs> I understand that. I did. I understand that we didn't have the numbers, but looking out for your safety yeah. and well-being, you know what I mean? I, I, I wanted to do the best thing. And, you know, going back to, you know, uh, Patrick Egg is that kid literally looked at me and said, Coach, I'll do whatever you want. He goes out, blocks a shot. He goes out, he'll, he'll stand in front of that. He, he'll do what it takes. You know why? Because his dad and his mother are raising him the right way to be a hockey right. player. And I said this before. The, kid, the kid's a stud at hockey. I, I think he, he – Division one. He's a Division one hockey player, and he's obviously – he's a stud at lacrosse. He's probably a Division one lacrosse player. 
So the kid, the kid's got the goods. You know what I mean? You know why? Because his parents are guiding him the right way and they step out of the light. You know what I mean? They're stepping out of the light of their kid. They're letting their kid be a kid and develop themselves. And like I said before, both Tom and his wife will do what it takes to help their kid out, obviously. But they're not, they're not overstepping the boundaries, you know, like, oh, you know, my kid needs more playing time. Oh, my kid, my kid's not getting enough playing time. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And, and that's where in, in, I say, you know, when you're saying, you're saying juniors midgets, right? Talking. I'm saying even younger than that, like Pee Wee Bantam level. Okay. Now. Now, you're saying Pee Wee. I, 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 my, my difference is, is I, I'm saying, I, I'm, I'm saying squirts, fucking mites and squirts. Yep. That's what I'm saying. Do you know what I mean? Because it's at a young age where, you know what I mean. I, I see it time and time again where younger kids, right? They will look, they will look at their parents for yeah. approval. Approval. You know what I mean? Like, they, I, I can remember, you know, when I was playing, you know, hockey baseball, soccer. Uh, when I was playing that shit, I never looked at my parents. If I looked at them in the crowd, I was like, I was gazing. You know what I mean? If it's a free kick, whatever, I'm gazing. If it's a face-off, I'm looking. But not during a goal. If I scored a goal, I'm not looking at yeah. them for approval. Uh, if I make a great pass, I'm not looking over at approval. If I make a big hit, I'm not looking at approval. Because I'm so in focused in the game and that's how other players, you know, like that's how you were. That's where uh, Cody Gordon was like that. AZ was like that. You know what I mean? And, and you know, Patrick Egg was like that. You know, Ryan Howard's like that. Guys that I coach that literally love the game were like that. But I also seen players that I coach that looked at me for approval. You know what I mean? Like I like you don't need approval from me. If 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 you're doing something wrong, I'm gonna say something. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you're doing something wrong for the game and then you jump on a bus after the game and you get a phone call from your parents right away. Yep. Bad fucking oh, yeah. news. Bad news. Why, you ask? Because, you, you know, the game you just played, if your coach looks at you, okay, and says, you know, you were a minus two, right? When your teammates are a minus seven, minus eight, minus six, right? And you're a minus two. And I look at you and say, hey, man, you did this right, this right. And this right, but, you know, you got to work on this. Your coach right then after the game should be the ones that you should listen to. Obviously, you're supposed to listen to your parents. I, I'm not saying you're not supposed to, but after a game, you listen to your coach. You don't get a phone call from your parents or go to your parents after the game and say, ah, man, you did this great, you did this great, you did this great, but you don't give them the yeah. negatives. Right? You, you, you want to give the kids a negative – after you know what I mean like you, you want to talk to your kids and I, I'm not trying to contradict myself here by saying you know don't take a call from your parents like wait a little bit no nah, that's life though never start with a negative even okay. in the conversation you know what never I mean start with a negative you know what I mean and, and you 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 wait a little bit wait wait a half hour after the game you're on the bus it's going to take you 15 20 minutes to get to get to the hotel on the bus if you're playing junior yeah. hockey right so so you wait then you talk to them, you, you let it churn in your brain like, oh, man, coach just said I did this and well. So it gives, you, it gives you backfire against your parents to say, listen, coach saw this and this is what he thought about me. You know what I mean? Because if you look at it this way, you're playing junior hockey. Your next level is to play another junior hockey league or go pro yeah. or play college, right? If you're playing and, you know, 
you're doing this and you're getting references from your coach like, hey, you know, coach said this and this and this and this. I don't know if anybody knows this, but your parents aren't going to get you no. into college. Your parents aren't going to get you in the pros. Your parents aren't going to get you to another junior team. Who's going to do it? Coach's recommendation. Yourself. A parent recommendations not going to s- Exactly. It's going to be yourself and the coach's recommendation. So, therefore, I say parents need to, you know, let their kid be. It's okay to be a fan. Yeah. 100%. Be a fan, be a fan of your kid. Don't live through your kid because you couldn't make it that far in yeah, your kid. Exactly. You know what I mean? And that's where I think that, you know, I'm not saying I'm different. You know, I played, you know, high-level hockey. I played high-level ice hockey. I played high-level inline hockey. And that's where I sit back. Me and Adrian sit back. She played, the, she played high-level hockey, too. And we sit back, and we just land it, let land and be yeah. landed. You know what I mean? And that's where other parents need to, they need to realize that, too, is, like, let their kid be. Let them. Because, it, it, like I said before, it's you're going to tarnish yep. your kid, man. You really are. You know what I mean? And your kid's going to wear makeup to school. <laughs> it's a truth. Not that that's a bad thing. No, it, it's, a, it's a truth, man. You know what I mean? And, and I, I wish, I wish I could name names on this podcast. I really do of, of kids that, you know, parents that were involved. I really do, but I'm not going to sit here and, 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 you know, name their names and then have them, you know, contact me and say, you need to take this down and this. But, you know, there, there was plenty of times last season. There was plenty of times before this season. You know what I mean? Even in juniors, even, you know, before juniors, it's, it's you know, coach, uh, you know, I think you need to do this and this and this. Right? And I look at, I'm thinking to myself, like, who are you? You're a fucking team mom yep. and you're a dad. You know what I mean? Who are you? Like, you're a nobody. I get it. You know, your kids are playing. I respect that. They want to do it. But if your kid doesn't want to be there, don't force them into being something no. they're not. You know, and, and there was, uh, you know, when we were with the revolution. There, there was times with the revolution yep. that shit happened, too. You know, there's times where Coach, you know, Coach Craig and I got a call, you know, and we, we had to deal with it. And I'm like, you're playing fucking juniors. You know, and it's it, it, there's got to be a time and place for this shit to stop. It really does. So this question that was brought to us, I, I thank you for the question, and, and, and it's a valid, valid question. Yeah. So, I mean, other than that, you know, I, I, I have nothing really to say on it. There's, I can go on for I can go on for hours with this shit. I really could with parents and hockey. I really could. You know what I mean? But it's. It's, I mean, it is what it is. Like I said, if you're listening, you know what I mean? I'm not telling you not to listen to your parents. I'm not. But, you know, be you. Do you guys. Be your hockey player. You know what I mean? You know, you you take Alan, for example. Alan's a musician. Hell of a musician, right? High-level musician. Very, very high level. Ger- <laughs> no, nah, just use your words. Continue. Gerber Jennings. That's his. That's his stage name, right? The guy. The guy. Literally, you know, you don't see anybody buttoning it with his business. You know what I mean? He, he does what he does. He's a, he's a hell of a fucking singer. Great, great voice. Good fucking lyrics. Very good hell showman, yeah. right? Nobody jumps in. Nobody jumps in with him. You know, you got you got, you know, your brother, yep. your brother, for example, right? 
there's times, you know, you, you say to me, you know, like, oh, TJ, I wish he could be more physical, right? I wish he can do this. Yep. Like, that. that's fine. That's, that's fine. You say it to me. You know what I mean? Because then, you know, as an outside person, I'm not his parent. You know what I mean? I'm not, I'm not his, yeah. his brother, you know, legally. Legally. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I, I'll say to him, like, Hunter, listen, you need to do this and this and this and step this up. And why don't you try yeah. this? You know what I mean? It's, it's okay to hear it from an outside source that, that a yeah. person knows the game. You know what I mean? But if you're sitting there and, you know, obviously you want the, you want the, the, the best for your Absolutely. brother. 100%. You know, it, 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 there's no doubt about that. You're a family man. Like, you, you, you know, you're the, you, it, it seems like to me, you know, other than your mom, you're the rock in that family. You're the glue. You know what I mean? And, and that's what you want. You want what's best for your sister. I know that 100%. You want that for your brothers, you know what I mean? You want that for your mother, you know, you want that for your dad, even though, you know, you, your parents are divorced, you know what I mean? It, you want that for, yeah. you want that for your family, you know what I mean? So if, if you sit here and say, you know, and you're not telling me, you're not telling me to say anything to your brother. I do it out of my well-being because I care about the kid. Never met yeah. the kid a day in my life. I talk to him on FaceTime. I talk to him on Xbox, but you know, as a coach, I want, I want, I want the best for a kid to, yeah. to get better. You know what I mean? And it's, it's coming from an outside source. Not, you know, you're not preaching to the kid saying, you know, Hunter, you need to do this, this, and this. And, and you're down his fucking throat all the time. You know what I mean? And that's, what's wrong with this world. You got fucking people that are down people's throats and that's, you're driving the kids away from hockey and you're pushing them to do something, you know, that yeah. you want them to do. So, We'll, we'll, we'll bring this up next week. Well, I'll, I got way more. We'll bring it up next week. You know, this is, I'm not, this is our second podcast of the day. You know what I mean? We had Brian prop on earlier that, you know, this, this isn't going to drop till you know yeah. later, probably this weekend, but you know, we don't want to drop it today because we had a podcast. We want the, you know, the listenership. So again, thank you guys for listening. You know, it, it's, it's, it's <laughs> very humbling for myself, Tucker and Alan, you know what I mean? Is, is where, the podcast is going right now. You know what I mean? It, it's taken off with, you know, players like, you know, an NHL player right now, Mirko Miller being on the podcast today, like Absolutely. current NHL player. You know what I mean? Like, and then we had, you know, Flyers legend, Brian Prop earlier, you know, we got Kyle McLaren coming on next week. You know what I mean? It, it's just, it's very humbling. You know what I mean? And, and I say this, I say this before, you know, it's thank you guys. We appreciate it from the bottom of our hearts. Keep listening, spread the word, and it, 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 thank you. But, you know, we want to thank our sponsors, you know, Ink Gurus. Uh, you guys need, you know, shirts, hats, jerseys, bags, bumper stickers, whatever you need. Go check them out on Instagram and Facebook. Also, if you guys are in the market for a hockey stick or gloves, I, like I said before, you know, and I'll preach it till the day I die until I find, you know, you know, somebody just hands me a better stick than AT8, which it probably won't ever happen, is AT8 by far best stick on the market, and they're a small brand. You know, light, kick point, great. It's, I think it's better than a Bow or CCM Where Go check them out on Facebook and Instagram at AT8 Hockey. Also, Goodwood Hockey, uh, they're partnered with John Shiabu. Uh, they're doing great things for the game. They're giving back the game for, you know, uh, younger kids and players that want to try out hockey. Go check them out. Uh, Goodwood Hockey on Instagram and Facebook. And last but not least, Bear Beards. 
been with us since the beginning. Uh, if you guys got a beard, if you need beard essentials, go check them out at Bear Beards on Instagram and Facebook. But other than that, guys, thanks Stay for tuning in again. Stay dusty. Stay dusty.